I do have something I wanted to just, like, bounce off of you and the listeners. It's insane. It feels like such a weird forced anecdotal thing, but it's been on my mind all day. Um, I have done not an unusual for me amount of physical activity, right? Like, yesterday was just like a day for me, for the most part. It was a sad day, but it was a day. (laughs) And, like, a normal sad day. Like, here's adulthood. Yeah. Um, and, and so, uh, just to kind of preface this, I woke up this morning and it felt like I had slammed my knee into, like, you know, when you hit your knee so hard that you feel it the next day? Does yeah. that, has that ever happened to you? Yeah. You know knee pain. Yeah. You know it pretty, pretty freaking well. I do. Um, I, I have not had knee surgery. I have not recently in my memory, unless I have just like really lost like a whole section of memory from the past couple days, <laughs> I have not slammed my knee into any like uh solid immovable object. Uh it felt like I had though. Wow. And the only thing I can think is that it is it was raining when I woke up this morning. Mm-hmm. And I get that that's a thing that like Sometimes you can feel um, the weather in your joints. I get it a lot in the finger of my left hand, the index finger of my left hand, because the index finger of my left hand has gotten messed up so many times. Like, oh. I've gotten, like, cysts in the joint, and uh, I one time got a dog bite right on, like, the knuckle, um, like, on either side of the knuckle. And so, like, I typically feel it in my hand, like, when the weather changes, I'm I'm scared and confused. Is this just my 30s approaching? Is this weather? Did I lose time? Did I hit my knee so hard I had memory loss? <laughs> yeah, did you do anything yesterday where you were squatting a lot? Um, no. Yeah, I wish. That would explain it, but I like I can't I've been pretty sedentary, which I know isn't great, but I also like would expect more of a buildup to my knees, just like, and they've hurt all day. Like, I've kind of, like, when I walk around, they feel like stiff. Mm-hmm. But nothing's like swollen. There's not like anything going on in there. It, they just, both of them hurt, but it's one in particular that I woke up and I was like, what is happening to me? Oh, no. Because you regrouted your bathroom, but that was more than a week ago, right? Yeah, yeah, that was about ten days ago now. Okay, so that can't be it. Because you would think if you were down on your hands and knees on tile all day, that your knees would hurt after that, but probably not two weeks after. Yeah, my butt got really sore from sitting on the edge of the tub, which is unusual for me because I got a big butt. (laughs) So (laughs) just wanted to put that out there. Everybody knows. Um, I got a big butt. Uh, I got that cushion, so I can (laughs) sit on the edge of the tub for hours at a time, but it does still affect me, Mm, so. Eventually, it gets to you, but not the knees, not regrouting your bathroom tiles on the floor. Okay. Mm -mm. I have no idea. Like you said, I have had knee problems my whole life, so I know that rainy day pain. I don't think it's ever been that severe just because of the rain. It's always been like a little bit of swelling, a little bit of soreness, maybe some stiffness, but 
to have it feel that acute first thing in the morning, I can't think of anything except memory loss. You must have been banged up and hit over the head. Yep. There you have it, folks. I hit my knee so hard, it affected my brain. (laughs) Do you owe anyone money right now? Like any loan sharks that might have come (laughs) to collect payment and hit you in the knees? Like some My Mister stuff going on. (laughs) This is some My Mister stuff. Somebody hit you with a knee in the ba- with with a baseball bat and you just don't remember that you're like I don't I don't think this happened I don't I'm going to go ahead and block this one out cuz I don't want to remember um yeah I'm pr- I have I'm pretty okay with money I think I that's probably not it maybe I upset someone though uh maybe some voodoo doll work yeah that would make more sense i feel like a baseball bat would have done more damage it would have to be a pretty weak person like you'd have to owe a child money and they would have had to hit you it wouldn't have (laughs) damaged you just enough to make you sore in the morning so maybe a voodoo doll would be a better guess i hope whoever is doing it um cuts that right out (laughs) (laughs) It's my knees, uh, guys. I need those. Stop it. I need those. I need them. <laughs> this is why we have voodoo uh, dolls of us. Yeah. Someone was like, if they make another terrible pun, <laughs> I'm going to take out the whole leg. <laughs> I'm coming for the ankles next. <laughs> Ooh, that wigs me out. Ankles are too... Um, they They spook me. Like, ankle stuff. Like, it used to really spook me to think about, like, someone grabbing my ankles. It feels just oh, like such a vulnerable part. That's fair. Of, I don't know. I've never thought about it. But I also, I picture voodoo dolls as having those little nub legs, kind of hot dog shaped. Oh, yeah. So it'd be really hard to attack your ankles. Yeah. They got no feet. They got no feet. So They're just little nubs. Your ankles are safe. <laughs> um, Speaking of IU, <laughs> from my mister... <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> yeah. In, in my heart, we are always talking about IU. Uh, I recently, so I I do have a confession. As talented as IU is, I've never really gotten super into her music, right? I've never been like, maybe like a, a regular IU listener, um, or maybe ever, like I could maybe have named one song uh, prior to like two days ago. Ooh. I, so, I guess it started ahead of two days ago, like, a week and a half ago or so, my For You reels, so just as I scroll through reels, they're like, she loves IU. I think I sent you, Emily, uh, vi- a video with IU in it. Yeah. And J-Hope from BTS, I believe. Yeah, that was a cute one. It's so cute. And now my phone, my Instagram specifically, is like, do you want to see her in concert constantly right so like every couple of videos it's her singing and i don't know the song like the songs really started to resonate with me for like the first time um as talented as she is like i totally could have acknowledged like she's an amazing talent but i just never got into her music and then all of a sudden instagram was like the algorithms will make you a regular listener in no time. Just you wait. And it, it took like a week and a half. And now I'm like, I've got her pulled up in my Spotify. I have been listening to her like while I work and stuff. Whoa. She's very, very talented. 
wholeheartedly agree. I have only listened to one album from her. I want to say the album is called Lilac, but that might just be the single from the album. I'm not sure. But it was a solid album, and I would never have listened to it except that we have a listener named Ben who loves IU and told me I had to listen to it. And I'm so grateful because I listened to it maybe four times in a row while I was gardening one day. And it was just, it was just a magical experience. IU has some good music. And I, yeah, I don't, I haven't put her on any of my playlists, so I haven't really listened to her since, and she's not on my radar in terms of probably actually my Spotify release radar algorithm doesn't pick her up, but also I'd never think to check if she has new music. So I just don't really check in on that, but I should because she has really good music, but so many people do. It's so hard. There's so much music yeah, out there. It's hard to keep up with stuff. Sometimes I'll discover someone, be like, oh, I really like this person's music, forget to listen to them for a while, and then rediscover them and be like, damn it, I lost so much time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I do a thing that I think is maybe a product of growing up with CDs, where I will just listen to one album over and over again. And then I'll maybe add another album into the rotation and start to listen to that one last. And occasionally I'll listen to playlists that I've made. But Lizzo's new album, that's been on repeat at our house nonstop. (laughs) And then Stray Kids, they have a pretty recent album. I cannot get enough of Stray Kids. I love them so much. I, they're another one. You've told me about them. I listened to them and then I haven't circled back yet and I've lost so much time. Damn it. (laughs) There's always time. You just circle on back when you're ready. Their music videos are exceptional. They are next level. Highly recommend starting with their music videos because they really just add something to the music itself. But dang. Oh, I just love those boys. (laughs) Those good, good, those good, good stray kids. Those, those strays. I don't know what they're called. I don't know if you just call them stray kids. I'm not good at being in the K-pop fandom. I think there's a lot of work involved that I'm not willing to put in. I just like the music in the videos. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. I feel like a, like a visitor to the K-pop fandoms that I enjoy. Like, like, I I don't feel like I'm allowed to k- call myself ARMY, even though I really love BTS, and I think they're wonderful, and, like, yeah, there's just so many K-pop groups where I just, I pop in and say hi, and I love all of the fans, and I love all of the music, and so I, I'm like, hi guys, it's good to be here, good to see you, thank you, and then I go and and let them, you know, be, like, the dedicated professionals that they are. Uh-huh. It feels intimidating to even say you're a fan of a K-pop group because you're like, I'm not here to be quizzed on how much I love them. I just want people to know that I do love them and their music is very good. And that's it. That's all I know about them. If you want to hit me with some fun facts, that'd be great. I'd love to hear it. But if you want me to bring fun facts about the K-pop groups I like, I will disappoint you. This will be sad for all of us. I know not a single thing about IU. 
I just know that her songs are a bop, and occasionally I listen to them, and that's it. <laughs> that's it. And that's, so we visit, we visit the IU fandom. It's hard. This feels like something that old people would do. And it's hard because we're in our 20s. So I think objectively we're not old. But it just feels like a young people's game to spend a lot of time devoted to one K-pop group or star and figure out everything that they love and everything that they've ever created and stan their entire history. It's just not me. I got in on it too late. I think, yeah. I think maybe, and even then, I think I was always a little bit resistant to hype, but not because I'm like better than anyone, because that doesn't make you better than anyone. I was just resistant to it because I, I love high horses. <laughs> <laughs> and so it made me feel good to be like, um, oh yeah, uh, I don't really like NSYNC or the Backstreet Boys because, um, I like the cranberries. I was a hipster from day one, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh. I was exhausting from the get-go. I am basic through and through. I remember you driving me around in high school and listening to the Smiths, and I was like, I just don't get it. I just don't get their music. <laughs> And I thought you were cooler for it. And that's, I mean, that's true. But dang, I like sync. Give me some Backstreet Boys any day. I'm a simpleton. But there was always this, it's like, shame music. around that, right? Especially in the K-pop mm-hmm. world, there's always this, like, if you like BTS, what are their real names? And I'm like, oh, man, I barely know their stage names. I <laughs> kind of know their real names now, five years later. But... Don't quiz me. Don't quiz me on stuff. Don't quiz me. That's not that necessary. Will, that will only hurt everyone's feelings. Uh, you'll be upset. I'll be sad. And BTS will know I don't know their names. So. <laughs> okay, they'll find out. And I don't think they care. I think they just want me to listen to their music. And that's the, all the support they need. They don't need me to know their birthdays. It doesn't matter. Nope. It, it doesn't. No shade to those who do. Because yeah. I think you could take me in a fight and ruin my life. So. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. You're still winning. And good for you. <laughs> You've put a lot of time and energy into being a better fan than I am. But mm-hmm. please don't hate me for being a lesser fan. I just want to be a regular fan. I'm too tired <laughs> to be a heavy hitter. You're so much stronger than us. I just want to imagine there will be a day where I'll learn the choreography to one of the BTS uh, songs, one of their their big their big choreographed songs. Any one of them. I won't. I won't. I won't take that time, but I like to imagine I will someday. <laughs> it seems like a lot of fun. Yeah. Dancing always seems like a lot of fun, but as you learned today, your time is up. We don't have the knees for it <laughs> <My> anymore. <laughs> I don't. That was also a young person's game. I missed the boat. You missed the boat. Your knees are done. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's not my fault. It's the rain's fault. Mm. Mm. Shoot, shoot. So, welcome to our K-pop podcast. Uh, <laughs> we know nothing about K-pop, but we're here for the ride. That's it. <laughs> it's got to be a ride because I can't walk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no.
<laughs> and with that, let's jump into the show. <laughs> Let's do it. Get me out of here before I say something. Welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it two, three, or four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we are doing our bonus episode of Dr. Romantic 1. 1. 1. Raquel did the best thing ever and did not do any prep for this bonus episode, which is honestly... (laughs) Could not be better timing because on September 22nd, 2022, this year, just a couple weeks ago, it was announced that Dr. Romantic will have a season three. Nuh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> and then if, you, if you Google Dr. Romantic, it's the first thing that comes up because it's big news. And I was so yeah. worried that you would just be like, oh, cool. But like my... My reaction? I'm so excited, and I was so excited to tell you. <laughs> Have you watched Dr. Romantic 2? Yes. Or are you just excited? Oh, okay. I was like, are you just excited that there will be a third? Like, no, I blasted through. So I think much. I started Dr. Romantic 1 just before the second season came out, or maybe just after. So I was able to watch them in a row, because I was obsessed. Mm. I could not get enough of Dr. Romantic. Keep it going. You season three? Are you kidding me? I'm so excited. <laughs> so they're all like three years apart in real time. I think season one aired late 2016, early 2017, and then season two was early 2020. And then season three, they just said 2023. I'm hoping it's early 2023 because give me Dr. Romantic. But we have no idea. No confirmation on that end yet. Did you like this? I It's hard to talk about this in a bonus episode that's technically about the first season, but I am really, really curious. Did you prefer the second season to the first season? I don't remember very much. As fair, you know, fair. I have a problem with remembering TV shows and movies. Just any media, just kind of blasts through my brain so it's always a new experience i think season two is pretty distinct from season one in that just the quality went way up which is to say there's a lot of the same actors which is super cool they got a lot of the cast back i think the main changes were with the four younger doctors wu yunhua doen bum Kang Dong-ju and Yoon So-jung are no longer part of the staff. They've all died off, I guess. No, I have no idea where they went. I think they explain it in the show. But they get new... As young people do. (laughs) You know how young people are these days, always dying. Um, They get four new doctors, or at least two. Two new main characters. Um, And pretty much everyone else stays the same, which is awesome. And that's the same with season three. They are keeping 
the two main characters from season two and carrying them to season three, which I'm kind of disappointed about because I think it's fun to just keep changing the doctors. Obviously, a big part of bringing back a show for another season is keeping the actors the same and keeping the characters that are beloved. But I feel like part of Dr. Romantic in season two, it's similar to season one, where you see these doctors kind of be charmed by Master Kim and learn from him and get in a little romance themselves. So, like, why not continue that a third time? Why not bring in another couple for season three? I don't know. I'm not in charge of these decisions. But I think it's the same writer, the same producers, the same director throughout all three seasons. So it's really exciting. It's going to be similar, but I think they're just getting better and better every season at what they want to do. Yeah. I am excited. I am excited to eventually watch the second season. I'm, I'm probably a while out from season three. And so I am excited, but I think in a, like a very, um, knowing that I, I am that distance away from it because we, we definitely are not doing Dr. Romantic 2 for the podcast anytime soon. Like it is not on the roster. It is not coming up for us. And I, so because of that, maybe I'm going to watch it. You know, maybe I'm not, uh, because we just don't know if or when it, it would happen that we did it for the podcast. Uh, I guess when we run out of other K dramas, right? <laughs> just what kidding. That would that never is. happen. Yeah. I, or <laughs> when season three premieres and maybe we're like, we, we got to get all over this. Maybe your heart will remember season one fondly and you'll think, man, I just want, I'm just so curious about season three. We got to watch that season two because I'd be so down. I love this show. I started my Society Six page just because I was making art for seasons one and two of Dr. Romantic. I loved it so much. <laughs> it's, I love this show. It can go on forever and I will absolutely watch season three. And I'd love to do it with the podcast if you want to watch it together. I am down. I am way, way down. We have so much, um, we have so much to watch. And now I'm like, but we could just, we could just eke it in there. We could watch our, our October drama and then eke it in there, but we couldn't. It would take a while. And, and I am excited to watch some of the other stuff that we, I don't know. I'm talking like we have big plans. We <laughs> decided our October drama like last night. <laughs> that took a while. And that took a while, but there's so many that we have talked about that we've like tossed around that I get excited about watching. What are some off the top of your head that you really want to watch? We'll just ruin this bonus episode and just talk the whole time. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, we're just not going to talk about the actual bonus content <laughs> that we we were planning on. Um, no, I so I know that everyone's getting really hyped about it, and in my hype-resistant way, I'm not, like, feeling like I must watch it other than it looks really cute. Like, it genuinely, like, independently catches my attention, independently of all of the hype. Uh, Extraordinary Attorney Woo looks really cute. It does. Uh, I think we- 
have some listener recommendations, and I would I am worried about saying the incorrect drama on the listener recommendations and making promises. So I won't say what those are, but I do think that we have some some listener recommendations in our emails that oh, that's um, true. I want to circle back to. Uh, honestly, that's really all that's like super coming to mind right now. <laughs> yeah, um, that's fair. I know one listener asked us to watch Lee Min Ho dramas, and I love that oh, boy. Yes, absolutely. I just don't know what to watch of his. Um, I f- feel like we've either got to go his way old stuff, like the heirs, or his way new stuff like we were thinking about pachinko we've both only read about half of the book so we wanted yeah. to finish that first and we'll see when that happens <laughs> so then we're kind of left with something in the middle like legend of the blue sea which is fun feels more like a light-hearted drama and i like squeezing those in between more heavy hitting dramas so it's on the list but we gotta find like a good flow where to stick it in i think another one i know that's on the list is vincenzo because i started that one and i loved it and i was really excited that someone asked us to watch it because i had only gotten like four episodes in but it is so long i think that's what why i'm hesitant to put it on the list because it's so so long it's like 20 episodes and they're each over an hour long oh geez so we would be that would be our whole 2023 when we (laughs) circle around to it so we might get to uh dr romantic 3 around 2025 ish if we if we put vincenzo on the list we're never going to get to any other show it's it's hard because between Raquel's job and my graduate school, we, as you've probably noticed, have been pairing back the show a lot. We've been watching fewer and fewer episodes. Hopefully, we will get to a point in which our lives are a little more stable and we can commit to four episodes at a time again, in which case the amount of shows we will be able to consume will just feel crazy. It'll feel like we're young again. And I don't know how long that takes, but we're, we're hoping to get back to that place eventually. We're just not right there. We're just not there right now. And that yeah. sucks. And we're sorry. Yes. But it takes forever to watch a show when you watch it two episodes at a time. Oh my gosh. It ta- I feel like there have been a couple that just it went on for a super, super long time. And it felt a little like we were trapped inside the drama mm-hmm. by the end of it. I was like... I love it, and I don't want to feel trapped inside of it, um, but I do. Yeah, I think it's especially that way with 20-episode dramas. I'm hoping to find more 16 or less, which is, it feels more and more rare. Yeah. But anyways, every time I go onto Vicky or Netflix, there's new dramas that I want to watch, so it's a never-ending cycle. We will never be done with the show. yeah. Obviously. There was a Ji Chung Wook one <gasps> that we also got really excited oh, yeah. about. Oh, God. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Everyone else is at the back of the line. Ji Chung Wook is, he's, he's pushing to the front. And it looks so cute. There was, oh, there's this one also that's on Vicky right now that kind of seems insane, except it has, um, 
Uh, it's got Park Min Young in it. Um, so from Her Private Life yeah. and Healer. The queen of uh, K-dramas. Yeah, I would follow her anywhere. Um, and it's pretty much about her, like, be pretending to be... It's like the wedding date, um, you know, where that guy pretends to be... That, did you ever see that one with Deborah Messing? And, oh, maybe once. Where she yeah. hires someone to be your date? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, she that like she's a professional uh, dater, or like she'll pose as someone's spouse at like a high school reunion or something, oh, I guess. Okay. And like, uh, so it's one of those like it sounds like brain candy. Like it kind of sounds like hot garbage a little bit, Loki. Like um, I'm sure the writing is phenomenal. Uh, that that's just my like instant take on uh-huh. it. Is the plot is kind of exhausting, but it's got Parkman Young in it, so. <laughs> it also has, um, he's in Chicago Typewriter. <laughs> he played the typewriter. <laughs> he played the typewriter. Okay. So they have a typewriter <laughs> and Parkman Young. Okay. Yeah, he played It's he a played height the difference that I can't imagine. That lives. He plays the ghost that lives in the typewriter, in Chicago typewriter. <gasps> that cutie. Which I don't think is a spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope not. We'll see. Um, that's awesome. I really like that pairing. Okay, so that's real high on the list. I feel like during the holidays, we've been kind of reserving a space for a brain candy drama. Hopefully holiday themed, not even like they fall in love on Christmas. But if you've ever seen Oh My Venus, a lot of it is during the time of Christmas. So it's very cute and kind of holiday themed without intending to be. So we're looking for a drama that's like that. Mostly brain candy. Hopefully there's some peripheral holiday joy in it. And I that sounds like right up our alley. We just need a break And as much as I love a lawyer drama or a hospital drama or a crime drama, they just sound too heavy for this time of year. I don't want it. I'm so sorry. I know that we talk too long to get distracted partway through. The cast lists just on Google, like when you Google like a cast list, um, always does actors so dirty, (laughs) like so, so, so dirty. And I just had to say that. Uh, that's why Asian Wiki for the win forever, because they never do the actors real, real dirty. They always, like, either post pictures from the drama, or they get, like, some some of the most beautiful headshots I've ever seen. Because these actors pay a lot for those professional headshots. I don't know what Google is doing, just pulling images from the background of other actors' images. They're like, we have this shot that's just a wide shot of actors at a gala, and there's a face looking in this direction, so we will zoom in on that, crop it, and then make that the picture that pops up when you Google this show that they are the star in. (laughs) Don't (laughs) The one for Park Min Young in her private life doesn't even look like Park Min Young. Like, what are you doing, Google Photos? I am taking a screenshot. (laughs) In case anyone was wondering. (laughs) Gonna keep that. I'm gonna keep that. I'm gonna take a screenshot of, like, the whole cast that is visible. 
and show you how dirty they've done so many people. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to send that to you, and we can keep moving on with our bonus episode. <laughs> then the real, the real bonus um, episode would start. Should we just play the theme song again? I guess. Just run that in. We'll just clip that in. Boo doo 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 doo. I'll just sing it. <laughs> bonus content. Okay, yeah. Biggest news was that there was going to be a season three. Other than that, I just wanted to talk about some loose ends that I don't think we tied up. Mainly just, I don't think we ever talked about Dr. Nam's storyline with the Supreme Court and how much oh, yeah. I liked that. I really liked it. I don't know how you felt about it, though. I liked it, too. I kept forgetting it was happening until it was on, like, I had some serious uh, storyline permanence issues with that one, where, like, I, if it was not in front of me on the screen, it wasn't happening. Uh, which is kind of nice, in a way, because I think when it was on the screen, I had a lot of anxiety. I was worried about Dr. Nam. And then it his face disappeared, and so did all stress from my brain. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a moment later in the show where he pulls aside Kong Dong Ju, who is very, very mad at Master Kim for killing his father and saying, I don't regret a thing. I would kill your father again in a heartbeat. And like, <laughs> Dr. Nam pulls him aside. And I don't know why, but I thought that was going to be a moment when he explained his story and is like, hey, we're doctors. We all make mistakes. Here's my thing, and I'm going to court for it. But if you could take a lesson from this, here's what it is. I don't know. But I think the only thing that I didn't love was that the delivery was, I think it was Oh Myung Shim, the nurse, who just kind of tells Dr. Yoon about it. And that's how we hear about the story. And it just didn't feel as impactful as it could have been. Yeah, they could have stressed me out heavily with that. And instead they were like, this is like a tertiary storyline at best. You don't love him that much, right? And I was like, "I absolutely. are you kidding me? Are you kidding? I would die for Dr. Nam. I He's my favorite character. I would die for those kind eyes. Look at him. And I feel like they <laughs> know that, which is why they threw in this random storyline so late in the game. They were like, oh. He's kind of become a crowd favorite. Let's give him a storyline. But then there's no follow through. There is no, let's also explain this storyline and dive into how it's making everybody feel. It's very much, let's give him a late stage storyline. And um, we did it. That's it. And now we're done. And I didn't love that. Yeah. Yeah, they... I think that one thing that this drama was missing for me was um, consistent character development, um, which I don't think has to be completely linear, but it does feel like, especially with secondary and tertiary characters that had like storylines, sometimes where they got to, maybe I wasn't like, I, I didn't feel super aware aware of their storyline, I guess. Or, like, when they reached a conclusion, I was always like, oh, okay, so we're not... Okay, so that one, that one's over? Oh. <laughs> Alright. That's fair. I mean, that's true for Dr. Nam, but as you were talking, I was also picturing 
Nurse Park, Wu Yunhua, and the other ER doctor who's just there as comic relief for the whole series. But I feel like yeah, he has poor guy. just enough of a story to, yeah, make him a poor guy to make you go like, ah, I kind of care about what's going to happen to him. And nothing ever does. Even at the very end of the show, they don't show him going back to his wife and child and mending that relationship that they've torn apart through the entirety of this show. It's just nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Like... On a really unreal level, yeah, where it was just, like, repeated, because him, and then I think about um, the character development of even our, well, our main characters, too, because I think that the um, the character development was very, very strangely paced for um, Dr. Yoon. Oh. Uh, wherein there was some stuff that she, uh, that felt so quick and there was some stuff that felt so slow but then there was some stuff that felt almost forgotten like her trauma over how her former boyfriend died in a car accident that she was also in and she carried that trauma for as long as it was convenient and then i think we mentioned it part way through it we never really see her dealing with like that properly like her emotions surrounding that it's just that she like quote unquote maybe gets control of it or something but i feel like that is told and not shown if told at all right where it's like um i can't really think of like the pivot point where she went from um like being actually like having psychosis over all of the like feelings that she had about it to not really even acknowledging him. And then we get to the last episode and she talks to this person who like, and I know that we acknowledge that we kind of like that it didn't come up that like he had had an affair when he was with her. Like, it's not that it's just that it just, he wasn't a thing, right? Like he was such a big thing and like such a big, like, plot device essentially but only for a minute really yeah no that's fair i think you put it really well when you said sometimes things were really fast and sometimes things were really slow where especially her relationship her personal relationship with kong dongju was so focused on his side of things that they just kind of they started with her being like completely torn apart by his presence and unable to function and even to the point where she tries to unalive herself she's not having any of this and very quickly it moves to kind of this slow flirty annoyed with him but it's fine that he's here and there's no transition there there's no transition to like okay so we need to get her some help have some conversations at least where it shows that she is healing, that she is growing, that she's going to be okay with him around. She just suddenly is. And I think it's a product of its time. The drama is a product of its time and that it's just like, well, love heals all. Like, um, hi, love can conquer her PTSD and she loves Kang Dong-ju, <laughs> whether she knows it or not, so she's gonna get over it. You're like, you don't just get over PTSD, though. 
I don't know. I didn't. Yeah, it it was weird. That part was weird. But I think her growth as a doctor was very linear and well done. Yeah, yeah, that was like connected, and it showed her working toward things. And even when there were parts that she needed to like actually develop her skills, it showed her developing her skills. It like the goal of getting to do a surgery with. Dr. Kim was clearly expressed, and we saw her work toward that, and uh, that that was awesome. So it's like, yeah, some some things were so well developed, and some things felt like afterthoughts or like like poorly contrived plot devices. Where it was just like, what if she had a boyfriend that died, <laughs> and then she she panicked about it? Yeah, and it's just like, okay. <laughs> Okay, you made me love them anyway, but damn, that's Dr. Romantic Writers. Because we could have just had her start the show with maybe knowing Kong Dong-ju, but just going for a hike one day and falling down a mountain and hurting her wrist, and then seeing Dr. Kim and his ability to operate so efficiently, and her say, this is incredibly impressive, I want to learn from this man. I don't know if that's compelling enough to give up everything in your life for, but I think it could be. I think it could draw you more towards Dr. Kim and show you his magnetism. I, yeah, I actually agree. Like, I think it could have been really organic if she left, and obviously, like, that really affects um, Kong Dong-ju. Like, he's very frustrated about her leaving and he's very um, hurt over it after, like, what he feels they shared. But for her, it was, like, they could have even looped it back as, like, a career paths diverging and then, like, her feeling anxiety about that in the bonus episode when she, like, she made her choices to further her career and now that he's doing his, she feels like she needs to support him, but, like, they've grown as a couple and... So she'll support him, but she, you know, like, there's so many ways they could have done it in a more organic way where, like, I know it's a K-drama, they're going to make it as dramatic as possible, but I think you still need to make it, like, organically dramatic. Like, if you're going to have a boyfriend who proposes and then dies in a car accident, you need to make that matter for more of the drama. You need to make that matter for more than the first three episodes. Yeah, I think that's a really... Good point. And I I think I write a lot of that stuff off as just being a product of its time, which I don't know if that's unfair to be like, well, things just weren't as good back then. But I, yeah. I guess that's just how I think. I can write that yeah. kind of stuff off as, well, as a product of its time. They did drama for drama's sake, not necessarily for moving the story forward and maybe that's why it got two and three seasons is because these other things this storyline of her becoming a doctor and the very overarching theme of what is the point of a doctor being so well done that it carried the show this show got huge numbers of viewers so so many awards and nominations and that's what got it that second season. And then hopefully they got, they took that opportunity to clean up a lot of the other storylines that 
or maybe just drama for drama's sake, and we're able to figure out how to tie those in in a more meaningful way for season two and hopefully for season three as well. Season three is going to be like crash landing on you status. Oh my god, it's going to be so good. It's going to (laughs) break all records for K-dramas. We've never had a K-drama with three seasons. Oh my gosh. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I have no idea if that's true. I'm sure there has been, but in my mind, I'm like, my mind is blown just because I am not a fan of like second and third seasons if that was not the intention. Like I only really want multiple seasons if the story needs multiple seasons to be told. That said, I am this drama and the way it's formatted, like like you mentioned, really lends itself to I think being a little bit more malleable like that. Like I think the core character that you need to carry into following like subsequent seasons, which they do obviously is Dr. Kim. Like it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> If you have Dr. Romantic without Dr. Romantic, but I like the idea of like more pupils coming in and learning from him and, um, and yeah, like the plot kind of adjusting to fit its time also. So yeah, every three years we revisit it and we say, all right, how can we make Dr. Romantic, but also Dr. Romantic better? Isn't that insane though? That's, So cool, because yeah, there's so much time to make it better and rethink what Dr. Romantic is going to be about this new season. But do you remember when Game of Thrones was all the rage and we were riding that steamship till we hit harbor and we had to wait one year between seasons? It felt like the longest year of your life and you knew it was coming <laughs> towards the end of every season you're like oh, the end is nigh there's gonna be a whole year until another episode that's insane and dr romantic is like hold my beer we are doing three year gap between each season that's insane to me what power this man holds over my heart is unthinkable <laughs> Yeah, for real. Like, I, that doesn't even feel like, that just feels right (laughs) versus like one million years. Yeah. I love it and I hate it. I love it and I hate it. K dramas hold too much power over us. Yeah, for sure. Um, I am curious if you want to play a quick round of Who's That Face or if, if we hate that game or if we love it because it is a cornerstone of our bonus episodes. It's like a little of both, right? <laughs> Where I'm like, I don't, I don't need the game, but also I do always want to play it. <laughs> um, I think there's some that we like talked about the whole time pretty much. Like, obviously, um, Kong Dong-ju was also a doctor in hospital playlist, which is why I continuously called Dr. Romantic hospital playlist throughout this whole drama. But there's a couple that um, I think we did not call out as much, um, like uh, like Yoon Seo-jung, who uh, the actress's name is um, Seo Hyun-jin. And she was in one drama that we watched for the podcast, um, Another Miss O. Yeah, I did not recognize her at all, but I saw that just 
as I was doing Who's That Face just before we hit record. Insane. How do I not remember anyone's faces ever? <laughs> she is one of the it Oh makes- Hey Youngs. She's one of the title characters. <laughs> she was the eponymous character Oh Hey Young. How did I not know? <laughs> Stupid. And then she's also in another show that you and I watched a portion of, because we were going to do it for the podcast, but we watched it with our friend, and oh. um, we we fell off. <laughs> we fell off of watching it. Uh, actually, cancel that. Um, maybe? Okay, she, so she was in Bring It On Ghost. Wait, did we watch that for a watch party? I think I might be confusing it with Oh My Ghost, Ghostess. Oh My Ghost? Oh My Ghostess? I know you're confusing it. I don't know what it's called. I think it's called Oh My Ghostess. But yeah. I think we watched Bring It On Ghost for a watch party. Okay, okay, okay. So we did watch that technically for the podcast, but like not for an, not for episodes of the podcast. Yes. Um, I don't remember anything about that show. I'm not going to lie to you. I, Did she I play the high schooler? She maybe was a high schooler. It's it was back. Did you know that um, another Miss O came out before Doctor Romantic? No, that surprised me. I thought that Doctor Romantic was older than another Miss O. I thought another Miss O was pretty recent. Yeah, that's crazy. Cause yeah, there's something about Doctor Romantic that makes it feel really old. I think it might be just the hospital being so quote unquote old and rural. That it just makes the whole show feel a lot older than it is. Yeah. They did they did a good job <laughs> with with making the hospital feel dated. And the drama I'm just kidding, that's so mean. Your drama's dated. <laughs> no, it's a product of its time. It's not, not dated. Okay. There was uh so Nurse O was in a drama that we watched for the podcast, interestingly. But she's someone's mom in Uncontrollably Fond, the most devastating show we've maybe ever watched. <laughs> that I've blocked from my memory. It also says she's yeah. in Oh My Venus. Oh, who is she in Oh My Venus? Oh, I know who she was. I know who she was for in Oh My Venus. She was the stepmom. The, like, really, 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 really pitiful stepmom that the grandma was super mean to. Um, I have to rewatch All My Venus again. Yeah. She, like, she, like, takes care of the grandma, and then the grandma <gasps> is, like, a oh. conflict of interest. Get out of my house. Okay, okay. I vaguely remember that. Let's see. Uh, so, Dr. Song is a complicated one for me, because I know we've seen him in many, many other things. I... Without looking at the list, I couldn't tell you any of the dramas we've seen him in. Um, but I feel like he plays good people and bad people pretty interchangeably. Yeah. Um, he was in Suspicious Partner, which we watched for the podcast. Ooh. Um, and 18 I believe again? he was a good guy in that. We just watched 18 again. Yeah. How do I not know who he was? <laughs> I have no clue who he was in 18 again. Uh... Wonky. I don't know. Did okay. So I'm stupid. There's two shows that are kind of classic K dramas. There's one called Signal and one called Tunnel, and I always confuse them. But we watched Signal, right? Yes, we have not watched Tunnel. Okay, he was in Signal, the one we watched, but only for two episodes. 
So I'm oh, not going to hold it against us. He was in a show that we did watch for the podcast. Again, I could tell you nothing about it. We watched it and we talked about it for like four hours <laughs> on our podcast. It's called Lovely Horribly. <gasps> what? There is nothing in my brain that knows anything about that show, except that the actress <laughs> is one of the comedians on Running Man, and I love Running Man, and that's all I know. Yeah, and I think that's part of why we watched it, was for her. And she was great, Yeah, but I think, but not that I remember anything. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if she was that great, which is fine. It's one of her first dramas, I think. So she doesn't have to be great, but I don't remember that much about it. I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> I don't know this for sure. I'm just making this up. I think director Doe, uh, I think, and I'm not looking at the list yet. I'm second guessing this say it. before I even say it. You know. Okay, I think he was in Goblin, but I, now <gasps> I don't think he was. Raquel, you were so close. I thought you were going to guess. He's in Mr. Sunshine. Oh, shoot. Yeah, what? Okay. What? Yeah. Uh, he was also in Oh My Venus. Oh, how are all these people in On My Venus? Yeah, I think he was the babysitter. The <laughs> the male leads a babysitter, like, but the businessman <gasps> oh, babysitter. okay. He was kind of cute and caring in that one. Yeah, he was like kind of like a dad. He was like a dad in the way that Alfred is a dad to Batman. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We've got Dr. Doe and Bum, of course, from My Country, The New Age. It's a bromance... That we wanted more from, but it's also a bromance for the century. So just go watch it. You need to watch it. <laughs> and then listen to our episodes and listen to us. Like, I was definitely really unfair, but also, <laughs> like, I, ha I have opinions, I guess. I, I started a podcast, so clearly. We have too many opinions <laughs> to hold inside. So just check that one out. If you want more of Doe and Bum's cute face... He's a good guy in My Country, The New Age, which is what we all wanted for him. Yep. Um, I think that's pretty much all I had for... Um, <gasps> oh, director So was also in Suspicious Partner. Everyone was, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was in that one. Okay, I want to do one more. We'll do one last okay. character because we have to end on Nurse Park, our most perfect boy. Our favorite character of Dr. Romantic. He was also in Mr. Sunshine. What? Uh-uh. And Who Goblin. Who was he? Nuh-uh. Stop it. Stop. Who was he? I have no Stop. idea. It says he was in Mr. Sunshine for one episode. <laughs> so he plays okay. someone as an Maybe adult. Maybe Oh. I know who he was. I know. So do you remember the little boy... In Mr. Sunshine. This might be spoilery okay, to say that. that. <laughs> yeah, never mind. I'll tell you after the after everything's off. Okay. Do you know who he was in Goblin? AKA Guardian, the Lonely and Great God, the longest title <sighs> known to man. Um, yeah. He was um flashback king. Okay. Yeah. He was um again, spoilers, but I know yeah, oh, for really? sure. Do you know who he was? No. Yeah. Dang, I, um, you just have to watch all of his work to know who he plays, otherwise <laughs> it's a spoiler. Oh no, well... I didn't know that was him. <gasps> should we just rewatch Goblin for our Christmas? 
I'm so tempted to say yes to that. I know that that would be like such a cheap shot because we've now watched it twice. We've done yeah. a video review and we've done a full podcast review. I I thought I really really loved that show until we rewatched it for our video review, and then I was like. Oh, this is one of the most outstanding shows of all time. Okay, uh, I was so I'm obsessed worried where you're going with that sentence, and I'm the exact same way. I genuinely thought I had more reservations about it than I did, yeah. and we, we rewatched it, and I was like, this is so much more outstanding than I even remember. Yeah, like... Every single moment, every single character, every interaction between characters is devastating and beautiful and wonderful and hilarious and charming. And I like rewatching it was such a joy. Yeah. And I did not think it would get me to ugly cry for a second time. And it fully got me to ugly cry for a second time. Okay. I might put up a Twitter poll that's like, it's it's a comfort (laughs) watch, right? So. We've seen it a million times before and we want to see it again. So it's totally fine if our listeners ask that we watch a different show. I won't be disappointed, but I will be stoked to watch it again if we put up a poll and people say, hey, I love that you've seen it. Your episodes are super old and we love your new setup. We love the background noise you guys bring, uh, but also... (laughs) For real, our microphones are a lot better this time around if we did re-record episodes on Goblin. And we're changed people. We're different. So if anybody did support us re-watching Goblin and recording new episodes on it, I would be stoked. Yeah. I would do that in a second if I thought that other people wanted us to talk for four more hours plus about goblin i would do that for everyone who wanted that and myself especially yes i want that yeah and it's kind of christmasy (laughs) it's exactly what we wanted it's such a it feels cozy it does it's a cozy show it's a cozy devastating beautiful show and i yeah What if we just start rewatching all of our favorites like over the next year? Twenty twenty three is the season of the. It's the year of the rewatch. We will rewatch Goblin. We'll rewatch Mister Sunshine. Oh, crash landing on you! Crash landing on you. That's it. That's all we have time for because we're gonna watch them two episodes at a time. So it's probably just those three. Yep, that's the year. That's that's it. That's booked out. Which is totally good with me. I have to graduate, so this will be hard to swing anyways. So if we just tone it back (laughs) a little bit and have just a comfort year, one comfort year, and then we'll go new dramas. We'll get out of our comfort zone. (laughs) We'll watch new stuff. But just one year, guys, come on. We only half mean this. Please let us know if you'd like us to... (laughs) Please head over to Twitter and take part in our poll or email us if you'd like us to rewatch. This has been arguably... um, Sorry, I'll finish that sentence if you'd like us to rewatch Goblin. This has been arguably the most off-the-rails bonus episode (laughs) that we have ever done. Like, we we maybe clocked, what, 15 minutes of actually talking about Dr. Romantic. If that. If that. Um, but we do have quite a few minutes on the clock. 
<laughs> so we could circle back and talk more about Dr. Romantic 1. Um, or we could wrap it. What What do you feel? <laughs> I feel like we should end it. I We did a lot of talking about Dr. Romantic. I guess we just... We should do the important stuff. We should do our awards and our rating. Okay. And then I think we just leave it. <laughs> but we'll do better with Dr. Romantic 2's bonus episode. We promise. Someday we'll get to that show. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what would you rate this? What would you rate this drama out of 10 stars? Mm, I'm going to give it... I feel like you're going to think I'm really mean. Because I know how much you love it, I'm I'm going back and forth. I'll go on the more generous end of of what I was thinking and give it. A, I'm I want to give it a seven point five. Okay, I was gonna give it. An I was eight. thinking a seven. So okay, okay. Dang. So seven point seven. <laughs> that is rough. Seven point seven. <laughs> I guess we will round it up. Seven point eight. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That's like we've definitely given worse ratings. Yeah. I yeah, I guess we've talked about it. We've had a lot of episodes on this show. I think this show finishes really strong. They have a solid finale and that is all I need to feel satisfied with the show. I can walk away from episode 21 and say 10 stars. This was a perfect show, but I know <laughs> after taking time to review it carefully and rewatch those episodes at the beginning that this was far from a perfect show. So I think 7.8 I feel good about. Yeah. We should start like archi- archiving our ratings on the website or something. Eh, that's like a future job. Um, but yeah, I think that 7.8 is really, really fair for like how it ended versus like what it was bringing to the table at the beginning and how like it maybe didn't connect those dots in the ideal most ideal way mm-hmm. but but it's still pretty good it's still pretty good it's kind of a feel good drama at the end yeah. of the day and that's all i needed yep okay do i think the only person i can think of that deserves that bus stop girl award i think you really talked him down it's the psychiatrist who literally just did his job but in the context of this show that's exceptional work that is fan that is the work of a bus stop girl going above and beyond Mm -hmm. but i think you've mentioned a lot of times that it is not it is the bare minimum it's what he was hired (laughs) to do he was hired to give a fair and accurate assessment of Yoon So Jung, and that's all he did. <laughs> that was exactly what he brought to the table. Um, yeah, I like him. He's like worth noting. I don't know. If, I don't know if he's maybe he's a bus stop girl. Maybe like his kid is a bus stop girl for getting sick, and maybe <laughs> oh, the God. like reason he <laughs> he couldn't hang. I mean, there's. I'm trying to think if there's like. It feels like there's got to be someone who just in passing did, like, a truly good turn. Because it feels like that happened. But I can't, I couldn't name them if they're there. Yeah. I'm trying to think of all the patients, and I feel like they never interacted with one another. There's opportunity in the MERS episode 
where I feel like the patients could have come together and tried to comfort the two kids that were left alone. There was the storyline towards the end where one lady was freaking out about her husband not getting a seat in the ICU or a bed in the ICU. And I think it could have been spun so that she sees this other woman in immense pain and stops worrying about herself for two seconds to comfort her. There's countless interactions in the ICU where you have victims or, I guess, patients kind of fighting for their turn in line. But yeah, there's never interactions between patients, which I think is where my brain is stuck trying to find a bus stop girl. Yeah. Yeah, the only other person I can think is, like, the really good friend who made sure that, like, his friend getting murdered didn't wasn't a crime that went unpunished. Like, he really fought for his friend. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if he was maybe a bust-out girl or not. That's really hard to say. That's really hard to say. It's like... Oh, or the reporter who was like, I want to find out the truth for the sake of the truth. But again, that feels like, well, you're doing your job. After many, many years of being a bad person and doing a bad job, you're now doing your actual job. Do you get an award for that? So, yeah. <laughs> Everyone is a bit of a letdown, I guess, is what we're saying. <laughs> And then I kind of wanted to give Nurse Park an award. I feel like we had the idea of setting up an award just for Nurse Park. But now, I I don't know, he got so much more of a personality in the last few episodes. And I didn't hate it, but it made him so much less easier to categorize as just a concept, just an award. He's now a person with feelings. Yeah, like he he came through as a character, so so he got too complicated to be an award. <laughs> You've got to be real simple. You've got to be pure good to be an award. Yeah, and if you start throwing punches uh-huh. at at anyone, and if you start looking like you're going to throw punches at anyone, it makes you more complicated, and it's hard to give you an award for that. Yeah, no awards. None of you win anything. I hope you're happy. Awards given. (laughs) Bunch of disappointment. (laughs) Oh, Um, I think with that, uh, if we if we missed like a really really bus stoppy bus stop girl, um, yeah. Why don't we explain that every time? Okay, a bus stop girl is somebody who does (laughs) a passing act of good without recognition they probably aren't even named you probably don't remember them after it happens but they do a good deed for a stranger and that's it it's our it's our stupidest and longest standing inside joke that i just i love and and resent a bit like who's that face (laughs) um where i'm like what's the podcast without it but also we were babies when we came up with it. I like it because it's, it honors goodness, and I think that's a fine thing to do. It's a dumb joke, but it's just saying, hey, we look out for the, not even tertiary, the nameless characters who do good things, because that's fun. That's a fun Easter egg to try and find when watching a K-drama. It's yeah. a dumb name, 
but we've decided to build a brand around it because it's literally our cover <laughs> art now. <laughs> we would like to be bus stop girls. It's also gender neutral. I just think the only problem with bus stop girls is that we forget to explain what it is because it's so deeply embedded in our beings at this point. Yep, that we just don't even mention it. And like, I don't even think my loved ones know. Like, this is just like you and me yeah. and the, po- the people who listen to this podcast. Like, if I said bus stop girl to Craig, he'd be like, I, what? That's About fair. a girl at a bus stop. I never even <laughs> use it outside of the context of K-dramas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's weird. I've never reflected on that. Stop <laughs> the podcast. We're broken. <laughs> Okay, okay. If you, yeah, if you have any nominees for these awards that should have been handed out, email them to us at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, or we have our um, website where you can comment on our episodes. You can find our links to our affiliates like Blueberry Podcasting. If you want to start a podcast, uh, there is NordVPN. If you want to secure your presence on the internet and also maybe find some unlicensed, some, sorry, some K-dramas that are not licensed in your region. Ooh, <laughs> sketch. Um, or if you are interested in learning a new skill, we also are an affiliate with Skillshare. You can find the link to our Patreon on our website, or you can just go to patreon.com slash playonk, and that's where you can support the show in a monetary way. But we don't have any gifts for you right now. We don't do anything with our Patreon. It's just a place that you can stop by and say, hey, I like your podcast. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep it going. And we appreciate all of those who support us on Patreon. Thank you. Thank you so much. You keep this podcast going. Yes. Yep. Thank you all so much. And there is another entirely free way to support us. And it's by giving us a five-star rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts. That helps other K-Drama podcast listeners find us. Yeah. Maybe someday soon we will get back on Twitter. We're at PlayOnK or Instagram at Podcast, and put up those polls. So look out for those and help us decide what to watch this holiday season. That's yeah, it. That is everything. Join us. Uh, oh, we can announce our next drama. Uh, we're approaching spooky season. It is October. By the time you're listening to this, it will be October. Um, so we are doing a spooky drama. Yeah. Join us next week for Hellbound. Yeah, we're doing Hellbound, and I think we're doing that one. It's pretty short. It's only six episodes, and we're going to do three episodes at a time again. So it'll be a quick couple weeks if you don't love the horror dramas that we love. But if you do, let's get spooky. Yeah! Okay, bye! Okay, bye!